Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. this term down <clears throat> excuse me what is going on everybody it's your boy a double and you're tuned into uh the first episode of do rags and boat shoes in the year 2017 uh took last week off uh, just because of the uh, honeymoon i had you know with my wife we flew out to oahu uh hawaii uh, one of the smaller islands uh right where you fly into the honolulu, honolulu international airport and we were having such a blast, you know, I brought my MacBook, I uh, brought my mic and my beats, you know, I was planning on doing an episode out there, um, you know, just because uh, there was so much going on in the world and uh, so much uh, information that I needed to give my take on, but I was having such a blast and the internet connection was kind of crappy, but most importantly, I was having a blast with my wife. Uh, just doing everything up under the sun that you know I kind of put it on hold so I was going to do an episode on uh, Sunday night uh, once we flew in uh, as soon as I touched down uh, I had a bunch of stuff to take care of at home and I didn't get to it you know and I had to be right back at the plantation on Monday a lot of folks were kind of you know they were they were shocked that you know I didn't take a day to rest to get caught up because it's like a four-hour time difference you know they're four hours behind us out there in Hawaii um, so people were kind of shocked that I just came right on to work, you know, after flying in and hitting, you know, three different time zones from flying in, you know, at that Hawaii time and the Pacific time and the mountain time and then, you know, lo and behold, central standard time. So, but I'm back, you know, I'm right back at it like I left something and I appreciate everybody who's listening and, you know, and, uh, showing love and support. Even though I took that week off, uh, you know, I still had well over uh, 200 plus listens uh, on SoundCloud alone. I didn't get a chance to take a look at Stitcher. And uh, the app that I use to track my listens on uh, iTunes, it doesn't work anymore. Like uh, you have to put like the uh, RSS feed into it and it's not, it's, it hasn't been working lately. So I don't know. But shout out to everybody who's listening on SoundCloud, Stitcher and uh, itunes um and then there's some other uh websites that uh host the show too um who uh got my rss feed and you know they update as soon as i do uh as soon as i post it up uh via soundcloud and, and you know it goes all over the interwebs and the internet so i appreciate that and i appreciate y'all listening i appreciate you know the feedback commentary good or bad right or wrong you know i love it and if you don't agree with it it's fine keep listening keep getting mad uh and uh we're gonna get into that good old summer jam screen we're gonna put some shit up there on there and see what sticks so i guess the first thing that i really want to talk about is uh you know um pretty pretty proud of my city uh right now we are uh the year 2016 um was uh the lowest in about what 12 years since 2004 with the homicide so there was only 29 
which was which is is a high number for only having half a million people in the city um but still you know i'm i'm, I'm happy uh that the, that was at an all-time low because you know in 2015 it was at an all-time high it was at either 50 or 51 killings which was crazy and then in uh i think over a decade or more we didn't have a killing in june because Omaha is like this for people who listen outside of the state of Nebraska and uh, even though people who are in Nebraska who don't live in Omaha, you know, for my Lincoln folks and, you know, uh, Fremont, wherever you at, Wahoo, whatever, wherever you at, you know, these little farm towns, uh, I see y'all too on my uh, SoundCloud tracker, you know, where people listen from. So shout out to whoever's out there, maybe y'all on a road trip or whatever, and you just listening in that city. But Omaha is like this, um, and I think yeah, it's probably like that on the East Coast too. Um, pretty much any place where they get snow, but you know, there's a there be some kind of beef, you know, that might happen in the, in the early winter, and then as soon as it gets hot, that beef is gonna get settled. Somebody gonna get shot, you know, in the spring or the summer. You know what I'm saying? It could have been over some dumb shit like uh, your, your cutty buddy from the. Uh, from the cuffing season you know she could have been pillow talking to some nigga you know uh because you had her come over your place and you got some fly shit over there you know she might have seen a stack of money or something that you had sitting on the dresser even though that's your rent money you know she think you balling like that you know just because you smart with your money and you know then you got some you know dusty jealous nigga that she used to deal with and she started pillow talking to him because she didn't crept back over there because you didn't dropped her after drafting season you know after cuffing season and uh, so she back over there getting that uh, that broke nigga dusty dick, and she's mad and tight about the situation. But you already let her know it is what it is. So you might have a situation hop up in the summer, cause this nigga he didn't have to pawn both of his pistols, you know, just to keep his lights on. And now he didn't, you know, he didn't flip a couple of them little hundred twenty dollar uh, crack baggies, you know, to two hundred forty dollars, you know, flipped a couple of those, and now he got four hundred eighty dollars. Now he about to go buy a rusty thirty eight, you know see you you know about some shit that she didn't say because you was a fly nigga you know back in cuffing season so that's how it works here and i know it probably works like that on the east coast to um any place where you know there's some dusty negroes and there's snow involved so it always happens in the winter so i was proud of the city for not having any kind of murder in june and uh yeah so hopefully we can continue on this trend but what sucks is we already didn't have one murder and that was out uh with them white folks out there on 140th and uh in maple at a gas station uh a white dude got smoked may he rest in peace uh, i seen a story on the news about him when i got back uh when i touched back down in omaha um you know he uh i don't know if it was a robbery going bad or what like there's really little to no details they were just looking for a white pickup truck and uh and way out on 140th and maple way out super far northwest um some some somebody smoked him and you know hopefully his family finds peace uh everybody said he was a good guy and um you know we are starting off on a bad foot by having a murder right in january so uh may that young man rest in peace and uh, you know hopefully they find his killers but Hopefully this trend continues of, you know, having a low murder rate. And it's just like the chief of police said, you know, people who don't believe in economics, you know, contributing to murders and things like that, they're dumbasses. You know, the chief of police even said that in the article ran by the uh, the World Herald that, you know, a lot of people, a lot more people are working and they don't have time, you know, for the nonsense. You know, it, it, it's a rough quote. You know, I didn't quote him verbatim, but that's pretty much it. 
when you have a job and you're taking care of business you're keeping your lights on you're taking care of your family you know men and women you don't have time you be too tired for bullshit you don't have time for it you know it's like the little white boy in that video he was uh you know who said he got time i got time today because you know but the other day he didn't have time for it you know what i'm saying because he was busy doing something you always you you be too tired to deal with the bullshit you know what i'm saying it, and it and it's funny because i tell you guys a story since my wife is a teacher and uh before she got into the master's program uh she she would have the summers off you know she would have the full summers off you know two months off and she would be in here going stir crazy and just you know just wanted to do everything up under the sun and then she would just start little petty arguments with me i'm like you've been sitting in this house bored all day or you was out shopping still bored as soon as i come home you know you want to start a little goofy argument it don't even be not even nothing like big you know it'd be like something do you want to watch this movie i'm like no nah, i'm tired you know uh yeah i watch a movie but you pick it no well why can't you pick it and it's just like oh come on for real you know and then it just it just keeps deeper and deeper into the hole and it and, it, and that's economics you know that when people get bored you know idle time is the devil's playground and idle mind is and that's what happens when you see these little gang members out here and these uh you know and these little hood rats out here who's getting this little you know getting a check uh, you know they getting their uh adc check and they getting you know uh section eight and shit like that it don't matter the color whoever you're thinking of with a hood rat but they're like a grown child you know or a grown baby you know they're they're getting enough just to survive or barely survive and so there's no need to be responsible for anything and then you start creating all this drama and bullshit ain't nothing and you know that's just filling your time because you think that's constructive but it's not it's not at all and that's how crime works you know if if a community is working or like there's like a new plant or a new business that just came in and it gives all these people these jobs and stuff whenever a new business or like a plant or whatever uh you know opens up in a in a poor neighborhood you're going to see crime goes down it goes down all the way so and then you have then you have these dumbass people who are always talking about you know what about black on black crime and then all this other shit how you need to pick yourself up by your bootstraps and you're like well there's no jobs in the area yada 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 well what did that have to do with you robbing and stealing somebody well you're gonna do whatever the fuck you want that you can do to keep the lights on and keep a fucking roof over your head you know what i'm saying so it all ties in together but like i said i'm proud of the city uh, we are getting off to a rough start in 2017 with that murder up in uh you know up in west though um but hopefully you know folks keep working keep doing what you can to keep the lights on and if you're bored you know listen to a podcast be constructive you know if, if for my brothers who ain't working what you need to do first thing you need to do as soon as you wake up brush your teeth shower hit them 10 20 push-ups you know and you have to make a job out of looking for a job you really have to do that don't get caught up you know people hit you up for doing dumb shit you know i'm about to go hit a lick and all this other shit no nigga you need to hit a lick on that job application and make a job out of looking for a job you know that's your job is to find a job you know and then you have so many people who um you know i'm going on a little bit of a rant a little bit of a, a, a tangent whatever you want to call it but uh you know a lot of times people feel like they too good to flip a burger or to uh you know straighten some shells at a target or a walmart or to unload a truck you know at a warehouse or drive a forklift like nigga you need to do what you can 
to keep the lights on so you always you know you can start low i don't care if you got a degree or not you need to keep these goddamn lights on and a roof over your head and some food in your stomach you do that while you look for something else you know so many people want to be cute out here and uh you know oh, i can't be out here flipping burgers and all this other shit and it's not no nigga flipping them burgers and you know getting the oil off them fries and salting them fries is going to keep keep your belly full and the lights over your head you have to survive and you know while you're working that job that's when you just grind and try to find something else that, that what you're looking for you might not even have the experience for it but an employer see that you're work you're currently working while you're looking for another job they'll give you a shot you know at least an interview and that's your shot to woo them wow them and get your damn foot in the door you never know you might get moved up you know from uh flipping them burgers up to the you know a shift manager up to an assistant manager up to you know a store manager having your own damn store you know bringing in 50 to 60 grand you know those burger king managers do make a pretty penny like assistant managers are going to be in the late 30s and then you start off you know uh in the mid 40s you get your own place you'd be all right you know what i'm saying it's, it's hectic it's stressful but that's life life is stressful but you have to do what you can to keep the lights on i don't understand folks who are flat back broke you know and borrowing money from family members but you too cute you know you're borrowing money from family members and friends to try to keep your lights on and do all this other shit because you too cute you know to get your hands dirty or you thinking somebody gonna judge you and do all this other shit no nigga ain't niggas is judging you because you too cute to do some shit to do some real shit so but I, i'm sorry for going on that tangent but like i said i'm proud of my city uh you know hopefully we can you know keep keep doing what we can uh to keep these murder rates low uh keep these kids engaged uh you know shout out to north star and uh you know have more programs for these kids out here so they don't just be you know uh getting wrapped up with you know dusty niggas and hood rats you know uh trying to you know uh, kill their hopes and dreams so we really need to start looking out for the youth and you grown ass folks stop being too cute you know to get your hands dirty and you know work a job you know what i'm saying so because ain't shit about to be handed to you nothing you gotta go out there and take it so that's pretty much all i gotta say about that but uh moving on uh council tucky made the news this was last thursday uh, which was wild very wild uh former uh, uh council tucky which is council bluffs which is our neighboring city uh in iowa uh mayoral candidate he's facing over a dozen theft charges he's accused of stealing candy machines in omaha so he brought his goofy ass on over here and was stealing vending machines from places like la casa pizza the china star buffet selena marcus hong hing restaurant uh three hermanos uh, let's see here uh the paycheck advance top of the world buffet so i don't know if he had a problem with the chinese and the mexicans or what because most of those companies are you know or those businesses are ran by uh asians or uh chinese uh asians and uh hispanic folks so i don't know if he had some kind of beef but his name is matthew hartfield and he uh was running for a council tucky uh mayor back in uh 2009 and what he would do he would come in there he would come into these businesses with a goddamn tape measure and a phone dressed real sharp and he was acting like he was measuring the vending machines before taking them and he would say he would bring back a larger one so right now he's being held 
you know, and uh, on $50,000 bond bail at the uh, D, uh, DCJ, at the Douglas County Jail. And uh, you know what's funny? This is a this is a prime example of somebody having too much idle damn time. This man then sat up and figured, okay, I ran for mayor, I failed, and that's fine. Well, let me try city council. No, I ain't gonna do that. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna run for city council. Fuck that shit. Uh, you know what? And I ran for mayor. I had these TV spots, you know, and I, I can't, I can't be out here. You know, working at Home Depot. I can't be out here. You know, cutting lumber. You know, I can't be out here. You know, working at a gas station. You know, selling cookies and chips and juice and car washes and shit. Like I can't do that. You know what? I still got a couple of good suits from my debate back from 2009. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna start stealing vending machines. You see, that's that's the thought process. You know, cause pride got to that man. That's the motherfucking thought process. This buffoon sat up and was like you know what let me go on into some of these small businesses and steal some vending machines like my nigga was you pawning them what the fuck were you doing with these vending machines is there some place around here in the city between omaha and council tucky in the omaha metropolitan area where you can buy some damn where you can sell vending machines to some crooked motherfucker and get that you know that hand-to-hand money help me out because i know I know on my route, there's a lot of these meth heads, you know, with me delivering, you know, to the docks and things like that. There's a, there's always a whole bunch of pallets. You have those red pallets, the blue ones, and then you have the regular, you know, wood colored ones, the regular, you know, tan ones. And those things, man, you there's a guy in a red truck and a white pickup truck. And they always have some sloppy woman with them who's always like eating Burger King or something. These motherfuckers always pull up hop out super quick both of them obese as fuck but they move quick though and they you know they stack them uh damn pallets up on the back of their truck because there are a couple of places here in the city where you can you can you can recycle those pallets and you get anywhere between seven to twelve bucks per pallet and some of these motherfuckers be having about 10 20 of them pallets stacked up on the back of their damn uh uh, truck and that shit be looking like it's about to tip over held together with a thin ass bungee cord it don't even be like ratchet straps it's like a fucking bungee cord be hanging back there and be swinging and shit and they just and security always be trying to come back at him and i'm like yo they just keep doing it like i done seen this motherfucker in the red truck i see him at least uh four out of the five days a week that i work and i deliver to the same stores you know every damn day mostly and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Well, we took down the plates and da da da. You think the Omaha police care care about somebody stealing some goddamn wood? Y'all just sat outside, but it's a, it's a legitimate hustle, I guess you could say that. Until the cops start locking folks up for this shit. But I, I was gonna put that mayoral candidate uh, under hold this L, but this shit's just too funny. You have to put it up on that goddamn summer jam screen, which is fucking bananas. And then, uh, I guess, uh, what the fuck is going on, uh, with your man Aubrey and, uh, Jennifer Lopez? I, I wasn't able to talk about that with these two, uh, culture vultures. Uh, what the fuck is going on with those two? Um, I seen somewhere where they were, like, at a, uh, some kind of prom restaurant thing or something like that, all hugged up and kissing up on each other. And, uh, I guess this is just a, uh... 
some sort of ploy for them to stay relevant or something like that and uh what is up with these hollywood niggas though man like it's like these rappers and these athletes they have all this money and this uh and you know the visibility to be seen and i swear these niggas be running through like the same fucking dozen of chicks or something like that i don't think j-lo's one of them but you know she used to fuck with diddy back in the day and all this other shit but it just seems like these rap niggas and these sports niggas they just deal with like the same like dozen or handful of women you know all like the same video models the same instagram chicks or whatever the fuck you want to call them or the same you know z-list actresses them niggas like what the fuck are y'all doing like they'll fuck with a kardashian then they'll fuck with somebody else and these niggas be passing these women like colds or these women be passing these niggas like colds you know like colds or the flu so that's just some real weirdo shit but you had drake you know i call him a culture vulture just because you know when he came out he was on that lover boy type shit you know um spitting these bars about you know heartbreak with women and all this other shit and uh and then you know he started uh then he started being kind of on that kanye tip and then he started rapping like Wheezy or Wayne started rapping like him. And then now all of a sudden he's on that uh, Patois, uh, you know, kicking a rhythm. And uh, just, I don't know, I'm like, nigga, when did you come become from the islands? And then for one, in one second he was trying to tap into his Memphis roots and trying to be like a southern type rapper, you know, linking up with Bun B. And uh, I, w- I would have loved to see how uh, Pimp C reacted to Drake. That would have been funny, though. That would have been funny. Because I think Bun B is a little bit more level-headed than Pimp C. Rest in peace. But, uh, you know, I know Pimp wouldn't be with that shit. I'd love to see if uh, Pimp, C, Pimp C was on Twitter, too. Pimp C would be killing all this toxic masculinity, these social justice warrior black feminists, and these, uh, these, uh, these, uh, these sweet uh, black feminist males on Twitter. He would be just beefing with them, hitting them with all 140,000 characters left and right uh uh yeah that would have been fuck, fucking funny as fuck but anyways that's why i call drake a uh a culture vulture because just i don't know just it's just so much like you look at the weekend how he blew up he made a great decision by you know not joining the ovo gang and you look at party next door and pretty much all his hot records had went to drake and shit like that and it's you know drake is an idea he's not an artist you know if you really want to tell the truth just how many people write for him and the whole production effort and all this other shit you know just to keep him hot and relevant but he feeds a lot of people and then you look at j-lo and it's just like when the culture vultures unite these two you know j-lo was on that latin beat wave when she first came out and then she slid into that kind of poppy r&b stage when she was with diddy and then she got with ben affleck and she kind of furthered her acting career people started taking her a little bit more serious and then she married mark anthony to get into that latin contemporary music phase and i feel like now she's with drake to touch into a younger pop popular audience so i don't know man whatever these niggas cook up i ain't i ain't buying it i'm I'm gonna look at it and i'm gonna push the plate away i don't want no parts of this shit so um yeah that's just the oddest shit right there just just very odd just seeing those two uh go off and all this other shit and then uh what the fuck is going on 
I, want, I really wanted to talk about this when I was in Hawaii. Uh, the whole uh, Black Lives Matter kidnapping shit. What the fuck was that about? Like, I, I, it's, it's kind of under the, under the bridge now. But there was so many folks on uh, social media that I just had, I, I literally had to close my Twitter app. You know, sitting in the hotel, I was just reading about, you know, different tweets and stuff like that. I clicked on the hashtag BLM kidnapping. I'm like, what the fuck? And lo and behold, it was four dusty niggas from Chicago being grouped in with black folks and black lives matter because they kidnapped a slow white boy and you know they were uh you know kind of torturing him and shit like that and they went on facebook live doing the shit and this was another case of economics and dusty just dusty niggatry that's what it was it was a case of these niggas not having a job didn't have nothing better to do sitting around smoking getting high you know smoking a little three dollar blunt because they couldn't afford the five dollar blunt so they got you know two dollars credit and they were just like you know what let's kidnap a white boy you know they was all bumming the wi-fi from the local library and they was just like you know what let's kidnap this slow white dude that i know he's like oh, okay cool and so they was chopping his hair off his scalp was bleeding and doing all this other shit and all of a sudden you know white folks and conservatives fake conservatives took it and ran with it like it was blm and i told you guys before on the show i did about i don't know what about eight shows ago when i broke down cold words or um dog whistle words blm means black folks that's all that it means that's all that it that they group every single black person into black lives matter do i believe black lives matter absolutely and it means you know as a whole black lives matter also that's all that it means do i agree with the organization no because they don't they don't believe in having a black male in the home even though that they capitalize these organizations capitalize off the death of many black men but if you looked at the official website it was basically talking about protecting gay folks protecting the woman and the kids but it didn't say anything about black men it didn't say anything about it unless you were gay or trans so and uh so many times these organizations don't know how to get past step one step one is to protest and to gain attention then you get the attention and it's like now what give me money give you money for what so we can keep protesting motherfucker get past step one so but white folks took uh blm uh not all white folks but uh, a majority of them you know they took blm and they just put it you know that's just cold word for black folks it's just like when you had the uh, muslim movement the black muslim movement back in the late 50s and the 60s with malcolm when he uh you know brought it to the forefront you know with his speeches and things like that and you know uh and I talked about this in that book, uh, Breaking Rank, that I read, and I broke down some excerpts from it. Uh, in a lot of these handbooks, you know, back in the 60s and 70s, these cop hand guys, you know, it was basically saying that those uh, black Muslims were, you know, a radical group and, you know, they know Taekwondo or they know some kind of hand to hand combat and will fuck you up and they're organized and all this other shit. And then they start grouping all black men into the black Muslim movement. So this is what white folks do. They see some black folks standing up for each other and hope they're they all like that because white folks naturally work in osmosis because of the need for genetic survival. So then they think like black folks think, you know, they think that all black folks are part of BLM and all this other things all this other shit so they started the hashtag blm kidnapping and these folks that did these dusty niggas never said anything about black lives matter at all in the video and uh 
so you know you had these white folks coming at uh pro-blacks and uh people who want you know freedom and justice for black folks talking about why aren't you talking about this what is there to fucking talk about they were arrested they were charged with a hate crime and they're going to be put away for a very long time so what do you want pro-black folks to say what do you want them to say because most uh, pro-black folks are talking about injustices. We're talking about shit where, you know, you see where the football team at the same time with a few months back, they raped, you know, a uh, mentally challenged uh, black teammate with a goddamn coat hanger. And they got a slap on the wrist and they're walking around free right now. And they weren't charged with a hate crime or they were charged with rape or any kind of sex crime. They said and nothing was sexual about it, about shoving a hanger up a black man's ass or a black boy's asshole so you know that's something you talk about injustices justice will be served these motherfuckers got hit with a hate crime and they probably gonna be put under the goddamn jail so what is there to fucking discuss about this instance and then about this incident i'm sorry i misspoke but you had black folks on twitter and social media making these long ass posts and i had to delete a couple of folks off my facebook and twitter that were actually apologizing for this the black lives matter don't represent this da 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 yada yada things like that these white folks know good and damn well that the organization of black lives matter doesn't represent them uh attacking white folks and torturing them they 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 know that they know that but it's just one of those things okay we need to protect our own interests we need to protect genetics we, it's all about genetic survival and if we can criminalize more black folks and kill them off let's do this and so basically they want to paint this whole narrative that black lives matter wants to uh kidnap folks and uh torture them so you had these black folks up here apologizing and black folks really have to stop this you really have to stop this all the way the fuck through you need to stop apologizing for the actions of dusty niggas because dusty niggas do not represent you when some dust bucket ass nigga or bitch do some shit it is is it all of a sudden you know uh mainstream media in america the left and the right you know they want black folks to apologize for that action because that person that person's action is supposed to represent you get the fuck out of here i've stopped that over a decade ago i've stopped doing that over a decade ago because you know before hand years ago you know something would happen and then you know white folks in the workplace would come to you trying to talk about it and shit and, you know you trying to get in where you fit in so you know you're like oh i don't you know i don't know that's just you know that's just those you know probably a dad went in the home da, 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 and all this other bullshit and you start making excuses for these people and apologizing for these people but these dusty niggas do not represent you you know and it just kind of hit me like this motherfucker is not related to me i think it was like a shooting or something that happened and i, I i've always lived over north but except for these past few years and you know folks would ask me about it and shit you know and i'm young naive you know here i am in my early 20s and older white folks asking me about it and i'm like oh, i don't know but i was sorry to hear about that you know we need to get it together and shit like that you know being a young coon because didn't know any better really didn't you know but you know then you just start reading more and you waking up like a dusty nigga does not represent me does not represent me at all and why do you feel that the actions of this person represents all black people you see what i'm saying and so i was seeing people writing these long essays and you know all these uh threaded tweets you know apologizing and shit like that it's 
it, okay so if you, we use this logic you know under this you know under this blm kidnapping you use this logic um so if we use that white supremacist logic it would mean that blue lives matter is responsible for the numerous killings of unarmed blacks you see what i'm saying and white lives or all lives matter is responsible for george zimmerman they had white folks ain't apologized to me for george zimmerman they haven't i haven't seen any white hispanics apologize for george zimmerman none at all you know and um and i just i just i just don't get it i i just do not get it and there were so many you know people at the beginning of this oh they need to be charged with a hate crime you knew they were going to be charged with it they're going to give these niggas everything they're going to throw the book at them these niggas ain't never going to see the light of goddamn day especially when it's a black on white crime never and um it's just it's, it's amazing it's amazing just how these white folks come out the woodworks you know when there's a, a crime when it's black on white because they can bring out their 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 talking points that they always bring up and then they start bringing up these fake statistics that they always bring up from uh you know Stormfront pages and all these other white supremacist pages but they just come out the woodworks just like just like an infestation of roaches or something they just it's just like they're just like oh my god like i feel like these people are like jacking off while they typing out some of this shit you know when they coming into your mentions and talking all kind of greasy and crazy it's just it's fucking disgusting but if black folks use that same white supremacist logic you know as far as somebody's actions represent a whole group well we we need some apologies we really do we need some apologies and uh you know i'll be waiting for them on twitter at hope like dope you know you can send them to my instagram also at omaha hostage so if that's the thought process if that's how we gonna play this game like let's make it happen let's fucking make it happen you know and then when you start bringing up other cases and shit like that like if you bring up the uh the students who uh raped the black uh, kid with the with the hanger then they'll start saying shit like oh well uh they already got probation or justice was served or you gotta let the courts do their duty and all this other shit but if these four black teenagers would have got off uh these four black dusty niggas would have got off for uh, torturing this uh, retarded white boy you know they would have burned the goddamn courthouse down you know so if this is if this is how they want if this is how they really want to play this game well then from here on out you know you have to blame blue lives matter for all these unarmed killings you know you have to blame all of them you have to blame white lives matter and all lives matter for george zimmerman and uh all these other white folks who killed black folks under that logic but if you bring up race in these these topics like uh you look at how uh tariq nasheed brought up uh brother tariq brought up how uh the color of the shooter in the uh, Florida airport or whatever was a white Hispanic, and they were just like, "No, no, no, Hispanic. No, he's Hispanic. He's not white. Well, Hispanic is an ethnicity. It's, it's, it's not a race. So he is white. And you, 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 you just go up to any Hispanic person or uh, Mexican or whatever, Spaniard, whatever you want to call them, wherever they're from, and they're a lighter, fair-toned one. Look at their driver's license and look where it says race. There'll be a W there. They're white." you know and that's what and it says right there on the census too that you know that's an ethnicity is not a race so what do you identify with white black other 
You see what I'm saying? So he brought that up, and then you had all these these uh, white folks talking greasy, uh, not greasy, but just whining about a race being pointed out. And it's like, don't point out my race, but you go to their profile, and all of all it is is memes of didn't do nothing, D I N D U N U F F I N, you know, and there's some caricature of a black person or some shit like that. So it's 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 a very sick logic that these people have, and it goes off of the phrase of I'm white and I say so. So it's just. I'm white, I said so, this is how it's going to be Even though it don't make no fucking sense Doesn't make any fucking sense at all Just like what I said If dusty niggas represent all black folks Then You know, these uh, these white supremacists Represent all white folks Under this under this logic, you know these are All these killer cops represent Blue Lives Matter They represent all cops So that would mean all cops are bad You see what I'm saying? And then uh, all lives matter, white lives matter they represent George Zimmerman and George Zimmerman, you know, killed a black kid, bragged about it, loves it, embracing all of his fame of it. So that's all of y'all who are not black. So y'all love it. Y'all represent it. Y'all love it. OK, so all of y'all are bad. You see what I'm saying? The, the, the logic is so, so illogical, you know, and it's just the goofiest shit ever. And it's just like right now we're seeing with uh, these Trump nominations uh, like with Sessions for, for being Attorney General You know you got all these black folks You know they're hopping on With these white folks These fake liberal These fake liberal white folks uh, Hopping on that train Riding with them Because white folks say it's okay Now it's okay Now it's time to start worrying Now it's, now it's time uh, we, need, we need the numbers So come on over here nigger Come on over here black boy And help me uh, fight against uh president-elect trump because he might do some shit that's gonna fuck with me too but once i get my goal accomplished you take your black ass back on down to the hood boy and then i'll be over here in the suburbs living it up you see what i'm saying it's just like black folks have been suffering for years decades upon decades upon centuries under these presidents don't matter who is you i mean you look at obama in office right now and what do we have we have black lives matter you have these these high number of uh of uh of racial incidents of uh these cops uh killing folks on camera and getting away with it and uh the president's not doing a damn thing about it you know obama started off running a campaign off of hope change because we suffered for eight years under uh, bush well y'all suffered i didn't i actually had a pretty good eight years under bush because i just worried about my goddamn self and uh, my family i didn't give two fucks about anything else i just kept i was out here just getting this money but you know uh in the, in the quote-unquote housing crisis and the job markets this was a, a lot of them motherfuckers like i said before they were a black white other whatever they were too cute to load a truck or to uh drive a forklift or uh to unload uh you know unload food from a you know in a, in a food warehouse or something they were too they were too cute to work those kind of jobs they was too cute to ask if you wanted to supersize some shit so they wanted to just sit at home and uh boohoo and cry about their situation instead of you know getting up off that ass and working a couple of minimum wage jobs but anyways 
So Obama ran on this hope and change and all this other shit. And you're like, okay, okay, I can get behind this. I can get behind this brother. I can get behind what he's saying. And, uh, you know, you had the wool pull on, pulled over your eyes because, uh, you know, and I feel that's why so many um, of these middle class, lower class, working poor white folks, they did vote for Obama, you know, in 08. And uh, they just kind of seen it was business as usual with him. It was just pretty much regular ass business as usual. And then I feel like in his last four years in office, he just wanted to, you know, party with the elites and, uh, you know, just kind of, you know, still bombing Middle Eastern countries, uh, ignoring black folks, um, you know, helping so people who donated so much money to his campaign and, you know, just hobnobbing with celebrities, you know, just being starstruck and then being starstruck with him. And, uh, you know, and that's that that was really heartbreaking. But uh, the change, the turning point for me when I stopped being an Obama fan was uh, what happened with Skip Gates. And, you know, he called the cops, you know, some idiots. He didn't say idiots, but, you know, like a dumb choice or something. And then was it a day or two days later, he came back out and apologized to the fucking cops. I'm like, motherfucker, you're the president of the United States. But it just shows that he was a puppet and uh, he was still being ran by white supremacists. And he was being ruled by the almighty dollar. So he brought his black ass back out there, his big eared black ass out there, and he apologized for his comments. But, you know, he can call Kanye West an idiot or something or asshole or whatever and don't have to apologize for that. And he can call us thugs, the, the kids in Baltimore who didn't know what to do because of the Freddie Gray situation. They couldn't act, they couldn't, they can't, they don't have any access to any political power, like voting power and shit like that. So they, they rioted. They, they were fed up and tired, but you call these kids thugs and all this other shit instead of, you know, trying to understand the frustration. And you understand the frustration, but you're the president of all people, not just black America, like you said in that, uh, what was it, Essence or, uh, black enterprise magazine or some shit you said that and then lo and behold uh you know just in an article i talked about this uh what was that last show the year-end episode when uh he was talking about he was asked about reparations was that in the pacific or whatever the atlantic uh i'm thinking about the pacific ocean i'm thinking about being back in hawaii excuse me <laughs> but and he was talking about how much it's easier to just help everybody instead of just helping black folks you know you don't do shit because it's easy you do shit because it's right no matter how hard it is but uh you know that's when i fell out with president obama but right now you have these white folks who are panicking shit in their pants and some of these folks voted for trump and they're looking at his cabinet and how a lot of these cabinet members they're not with the shits with the gays they're not with the shits with the mexicans they're not with the shits with uh with uh poor white folks because some of these people are elitists you know what i'm saying and now all of a sudden hey black boy black girl come on over here and help us fight this good fight no motherfucker we've been dealing with this same fucking struggle and this same fear and uh worry that you guys are just now feeling we've been dealing with that under every fucking president don't matter if it's a democrat or a republican don't matter don't matter if it's a fox or a wolf or a snake you know we've been dealing with this so you fight this fucking fight yourself and black folks stop fucking jumping over here and you know wagging your finger at black folks who don't want to help because we have to worry about our own right now and i just don't understand i don't understand your logic you know after you help these other groups 
you're going to still have to deal with racism. You're still going to have to deal with these fucking cops fucking with you. You're still going to have to deal with, you know, the uh, the uh, the wage gap. And you're just going to be here left all alone. And and you know what's going to happen after these four years of Trump. I don't think he's going to get eight because these white folks are already fed up. But after these four years, you're going to be left in the damn dumps and you're going to be out here writing think pieces and doing shows talking about oh how other groups survived under trump and how black folks didn't because your dumbass was up here helping these other groups and making the numbers bigger and bringing awareness to this other group and not your own causes and group so i'm telling you black man black woman stop what you're doing focus on your own Practice group economics and let's see and let's educate ourselves right now. So when these next elections come up, these gubernatorial elections, Senate elections, all these other elections, not just the big presidential one, we can change some shit. That's what I'm saying. So just because white folks are worried, don't you get worried. You know what I'm saying? I know economically, you know, when white folks get a cold, black folks get the flu or cancer. But if we practice group economics, we will be A-OK. So I need you to let go of that thought process. Let these white folks worry and fight on their own. And this is the perfect time for us to get our shit together and become educated about these governmental processes and economic processes and actually act on it. So that's pretty much all I got to say for the Summer Jam screen. God damn, the Summer Jam screen was like 45 minutes. I am fucking sorry, guys. But, uh, Hove, what you gotta say? Don't be the next contestant on that Summer Jam screen. I smoke rocks. I smoke rocks. Alright, so moving on to selling hope like dope. I guess the first thing I would have to put up there for selling hope like dope, it has to be uh, this whole, uh, that, that Dr. Umar fiasco. Uh, those guys was tongue wrestling and all this other shit. Um, this, Dr. Umar even spoke on this before in uh, the first Hidden Colors. He was talking about how you know, uh, male elders in the black community, like in the church and things like that, they don't want to give up their position of power because they never felt power before. So that's why you never have like a strong leadership council and things of that sorts. And I'm not saying that Dr. Umar Johnson is a, you know, a uh, black leader and things like that, but he's a very smart brother, uh, uh, very intelligent, has some great insight on uh, what black folks need to do to get it together and uh you know very critical uh member of black society i would say that but to see him be baited by some dude i don't even know the other brother's name uh but to see him baited and the fall for the bait you know so this brother can make a name off of him um it was it was it was like wow there's really ego involved in the quote-unquote conscious community and uh you know that's why these a lot of these conscious brothers they don't get shit done there's too much ego and i just want credit and look at me look at me look at me but what have you done that's actually helped your community i mean you passing on knowledge okay sure that's cool and uh you know you're getting paid for lectures that's cool i respect it um but it's just so much goddamn ego and a lot of these niggas you know they use this conscious hustle to get some pussy they do let's keep it 100 
you know, they use it to get some pussy and they're pretty much cool with that. You know, some niggas rap, you know, for the pussy. Uh, some niggas sell coke, sell drugs for pussy, and some niggas, you know, they sell consciousness for pussy, you know, or just being a knowledgeable person, you know, they doing it for pussy, you know, and just to see this was just disgusting, I was watching the videos, the back and forth, and I'm just like, man, y'all niggas is clowns, just, just letting this happen, letting this, like, Dr. Umar, I feel like you're above this, just to just to be baited like that and you making a name for this other nigga i don't even know the nigga's name like i said before and it was shocking and it's, it just shows me that this is why shit don't be getting done this is why we're still stuck in the same position you can be very critical you know of uh of, you know rich black folks and shit like that and you know wagging your finger at them and then you up here you know tongue wrestling with some dusty nigga you know with a with an ank on or ankh whatever you you know and uh and he's wearing some korean kente cloth and he, he just going back and forth and then you talking about heights and short niggas and you know like what the fuck man like jesus i hope don't nobody like put me into that that group that that conscious group because i'm just i'm just a nigga with some solutions that's it that's it and i just you know i put my money where my mouth is you know i support my people you know i try to practice group group economics you know uh, man i just man i just want to give solutions to the people and i want you to you know, uh, you know, use the tools that I use and, uh, and have not the same thought process, but some of the same thoughts that I have, you know, when it comes to trying to combat this system and to wake up. But, man, you ain't going to hopefully. I mean, I, I don't want anybody to drag me down to that point where I'm making YouTube videos and, you know, talking about a nigga's height and shit like that. You know, oh, man, that's tough. You know, yeah. You know, this is like Drake said, you know, write a diss for me and I'll never reply to it. You know, I don't want to be sucked down to that, you know, where it gets you off cold. And bro both of these brothers should know that white supremacy is beating the fuck out of us. But you niggas want to argue about height and shit like that. You know, and it wasn't nothing but the brother being jealous of Umar for, you know, doing what he couldn't do. You know, so yeah that's just selling hope like dope man like you gotta look at a lot of these niggas funny in the light and i and i challenge all of y'all all of my listeners y'all hold me up to the light you know like a hundred dollar bill that you just got for christmas you know hold me up to the light make sure that that watermark is on there make sure it's authentic you know i don't want anybody ever calling me fake or some shit like that you know hold me up to the light hold me accountable bring me back down to earth be like yo double you tripping my nigga your head's too big you know you know, I always try to remain humble. You know, 2017 is the is stay humble and hustle. That's all I do, man. I stay humble and I stay hustling. You know, that's it. Keep my nose to this goddamn grindstone. You know, don't let nobody throw you off track, you know. But that's all I got to say about that Umar fiasco. It made him look like a clown. You know, I respect the brother. And, uh, you know, some folks call him problematic, whatever, whatever. But it's just you fucking weirdos online. You know, it's this it's this whole culture of weirdos. I don't know when the fuck people, black folks got so goddamn soft. Like you got black folks online. I, I remember I seen some little gay nigga 
was uh was talking about fuck Sandra Bland and all this other stuff because she had anti-homosexual views and uh she was but I think some of her tweets were talking about you know uh the the threat the male masculinity being threatened and being softened and all this other shit and this nigga he was all butt hurt and he took it some sort of way and he was talking about fuck that dead bitch and all this other stuff and it's a bunch of you fucking weirdos feel like you have a voice online you know what I'm saying? It's like, when did black folks get so fucking soft and triggered by every fucking thing? You need to tap into the spirit of your ancestors and get over that shit, nigga. It's fucking words, bruh. You better get the fuck up off that shit. There's so many fucking weirdos out there, man. And it's just, you got this thing now where they're attacking, you know, uh, like, just imagine if you a young boy, like, all my, all my, all my OGs. All my, you know, all my young OGs and all my Gs, you know, all my 27 and up gang. Just imagine if you was like 10 years younger, you know, a, a teen online and you see all these women and these uh, social justice warrior black feminists talking about toxic masculinity is going to start fucking with you. Because you see in a pretty black woman talking about masculinity is toxic and all this other shit. So you're just like. Oh, I gotta be like a bitch now. I gotta be a little bitch nigga out here just to get it made. And you see these little bitch niggas in these women's mentions up there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You tell them, girl. And these niggas, these niggas be fucking straighter than fucking six o'clock. You like, nigga? What are you doing? Well, I don't want to be called. I don't want to have. I don't want to be out here toxic masculinity or some shit. They'd be like, masculinity so fragile. But. It's like it's this PC culture that black folks have embraced and I'm, they just get this from the far left. These fake white liberals, they just get that from there because they're so fucking they're just fucking hollow eggshells, you know. But when did black folks get so fucking weird and soft? That's what tri- that's what trips me out. Just be weird and soft just softer than wet tissue boy i don't like and it's, i think it's just online where these weirdos have a voice you know but man that voice is huge online boy but in the real world that shit ain't gonna fly you know and so i feel like you, you, you're gonna start making a whole bunch of little bitch niggas out here running around you know pursing their lips and all this other shit and i'm like man what the fuck is going on here and, and it's not just black folks though but you got you know little white boys out here being bitch made too and it's like what the fuck and uh me and my wife talk about this all the time she's like she's like i believe if it continues this trend continues you know it's going to be a full role reversal uh between men and women you know men just gonna be just little little punk bitches and women gonna be out here doing any and everything i mean you already see it right now when i was out in hawaii uh there was a multiple mac uh cosmetic stores um and uh, there was one store it was like four niggas in there working four big ass brolic samoans in there working and then my wife and she was she's like Look, they're taking our jobs i'm just like wow and I was like, what do you mean taking our job? She was like, you seeing more men being interior decorators, makeup artists, and, you know, more, you know, jobs that women used to have and stuff. And I'm like, well, what that mean? More more women going to start doing men's work? She was like, yeah. And then that's when we got into the topic of, you know, as, as society, quote unquote, progresses, it's going to turn into, you know, role reversals. But, you know, I'm not attacking anybody, but it's just it's it, it just blows my fucking mind 
how many weirdos are trying to make you think that being a certain way is wrong you know what i'm saying like this whole toxic masculinity thing i have a huge problem with that yes there are some dusty niggas out here who are overly aggressive fuck them dusty niggas do we need to check them absolutely 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 we got to do a better job at raising them but there's just i don't know man it's just you got to look at the people who are you know trying to push this goddamn agenda man there's so many fucking weirdos out there like and i don't know why black folks jumped on this weirdo ass train like you got this whole uh cis het thing going on like when did black folks start saying this shit it's like y'all niggas picked up a goddamn like sociology or biology book and you're like oh mm, yeah that's perfect cis head aka toxic masculinity and all this other shit and you like nigga you don't even know what the fuck you're tweeting about or putting that as facebook status I, I just i just it's so cool right now to be some kind of fucking weirdo online right now like that it's just the coolest thing and you know what's fucking funny was selling hope like dope the next thing i was putting up there is the uh, the owner of coachella this motherfucker is made his his money off of fossil fuels and he's a climate change denier and he's funded anti-lgbtq groups off of lgbtq money which is fucking funny right it's fucking hilarious and paper mag they ran a report about it you know and it's like you know if you did your own research you could have known this was out here for a while now you know and so now people are like oh my god oh my god i love coachella but this dude he don't like gay folks but he like that gay money though you see what i'm saying he loves the gay money you know and it's it, it's wild to see people overreact to this and uh you know i know i see some I see, there's some gay folks on my facebook right now talking about uh how they gonna get to coachella i'm like well nigga you okay all right well hey if you feel comfortable giving your money away go ahead do it you know and he has no problem taking it you know but at the end of the day it's something mutually beneficial right so does somebody have to really like you for them to do something for you fuck no fuck no you gotta know the difference between a, a friend a frenemy and an ally you know so you going to coachella you seeing your favorite artist there okay he's getting money in his pocket it's mutually beneficial but it's just you're funding your own demise so yeah. you know is hearing somebody like beyonce at coachella worth having you not have the right to get married or something like that i don't know some a lot of y'all felt like it is a lot of y'all should have followed that paper trail years ago but you chose not to you chose to you know eat some do some scissoring in the in the women's bathroom you know in the porta potty you know you chose to you know get freaky in a goddamn flower tent or some shit like that it is what it is so if both parties are mutual or being benefited mutually i mean is there a problem you really got to think about it like that am i making sense fuck yes i am you know so you're funding your own demise you can look at it that way but then you also could look at it like i said before he's getting money you're seeing your favorite performer so will coachella go away fuck no it won't it, it fucking won't people love fucking music festivals people love getting high at music festivals people love the music there people love getting freaky at music festivals you know so it is what the fuck 
it is with selling hope like dope um also selling hope like dope let's look at motherfucking best buy so there was an article um was it the chicago sun times or something one of these articles they were basically saying that the geek squad which is a division of best buy you know these motherfuckers that keep their nose down at you it's like having it for the for off of work you know your it guy at your job is already annoying as fuck you know with a condescending ass attitude so now you go to the geek squad to deal with these same assholes who's being paid less and whatever so the article is talking about how uh, the geek squad helped the fbi get some uh, child uh, uh, pedophilia off this guy's computer and get him arrested and so the article also goes in to say that most of the supervisors for the geek squad from 2006 to present have been fbi informants the supervisors and uh if you have a tip and uh at least to a conviction you get over 500 bucks for it so you telling me that best buy slash geek squad is an extension of the arm of the law of the federal bureau of investigations so these people are looking into your computer trying to find something that will lead to a conviction once you take your laptop in huh this gets really tricky it gets tricky and i did a tweet thread about it on twitter uh, at hope like dope and i was talking about the patriot act and how that pretty much you know just destroyed the fourth amendment you know for your your protection and um from the whole thing from uh you know uh for having like sneak peek uh, invasions you know no warrants needed just pretty much you can um you know take people seize people's property with you get you do need a warrant but you don't need to warn the person about it that you're doing it you can just fucking do it and then you have the uh the nsls who uh would basically is a form that uh just needs your personal uh your personal information you know don't need a warrant just like hey this is a letter from the fbi we need this information from you yada 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 and it has a gag order on it so you can't tell anybody that you got that letter so you tell somebody and your ass is going to prison and so because i i said that to say this there were so many people who were just like well this is a violation of our fourth amendment rights well no the patriot act is a violation of your fourth amendment rights because it was passed in just 45 days after 9 11 when there was so much mass hysteria going on and so much uh islamophobia um and uh you know folks were scared didn't know what the fuck to do they just saw two towers get knocked down by their own government i mean uh by uh, saddam hussein i mean by osama bin laden and uh so people they they were willing to give up their rights like yep just do it just do it just do it and so now you know you got your phone is always tapped you know there's probably somebody uh listening you know to me right now as i record this you know but not me not even putting it out on the internet yet but i'm hooked up to the internet so they probably can hear me right now as i rant and rave to my few hundred listeners and there's somebody probably going through my i messages in my email right now you know so and that's why you got the nsa out there just doing that doing what they can to uh keep us quote unquote safe so my question to you is 
what's going what how do we stop this for one and then two i have a moral question so say i'm a geek squad member what is going to stop me from making this little 11 dollars an hour what's going to stop me from actually putting some child porn images on your laptop and then me finding them to get that 500 dollars reward which is going to lead to a conviction that's when it gets tricky you know that's when you have to look at it like yo what the fuck you know so then you probably signing away all your freedoms when they give you you know that bible thick stack of uh of paper and the, and the font is like four point you know uh helvetica and you ain't trying to read through all that shit you like hey i just want to get this fucking virus off my computer so i can go back to watching these uh big booty pogs being digged out you know so that's the question i have for you like what is to stop one of these geek squad members what is in play to stop them from actually putting an image on your computer because they need that 500 bucks because they're only working part-time and they got rent due their car note is due their lights are due they ain't ate in a couple days you know what i'm saying it's that it's those few days between you getting paid every couple weeks but you got three dollars in your damn account and you don't get paid till friday and it's only tuesday huh something to think about that's selling hope like dope this portion of do rags and boat shoes has been brought to you by the letter l as in hey yo my guy my hands are full give me a hand here can you hold this l all right so holding the l i guess has to be your girl uh i was on vacation uh ronda rousey um yeah got knocked smooth the fuck out again but she got knocked smooth the fuck out and uh got a few commas for it so i don't know how much of an l that can be uh i guess who else we got holding the l is your man uh soldier boy tell him uh <laughs> jesus christ uh your man's uh oh man he was out in what was that compton and he was uh you know just just trying to be down trying to be cool and uh trying to be something he's not and uh he got clowned and then this whole chris brown boxing situation uh you know both of y'all gotta hold the l together hopefully y'all can hold it up high over your heads and try to turn it into a w uh, if this thing actually happens uh, you know more power to y'all and uh, hopefully y'all get paid um, but y'all are some clowns boy i mean chris you need to stick to the music uh soldier i i don't know what you need to do because you couldn't rap maybe get you some ghost writers holler at drake's people and uh, you know try to come out try to get your grown man on i don't i feel like you know soldiers trying to prove something to somebody that he's hard and all this other shit like nigga you made it like you you were a teen and you made all this money like dog like you made it you ain't gotta prove shit to nobody let my black ass, you know, if I was a teen star and I made millions upon millions of dollars, nigga, I made it. What, what do I have to prove to you? You know, I want to go back, you know, I want to go back to the hood and do some dusty nigga shit, you know, to prove to you that I'm a man. Fuck out of here. I already made it. I did what you old niggas couldn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what sense does that make? What fucking sense does that make me being in the public eye and having a lot of money but i want to go back to the hood where these niggas is thirsty and hungry 
you know, and I look like a steak dinner, you know, I'm going to go back there to prove that I'm one of them. I made it. There's nothing to prove. You know, I made it. I'm taking care of my family. You know, I got a nice bank account. I'm doing what I love for a living. You know, as long as you handling your business, doing what you love, dog, you, you, you don't have to prove anything to anybody. So, you know, Rhonda, Chris, Soldier Boy, tell them, y'all really got to hold this goddamn L and hold it high over your heads. Be proud of it. Shit. You win. Perfect. All right, so moving on to Not All Heroes Wear Capes. First things first, I just wanted to shout out the uh, Fair Deal Village um, down there off of North 24th, 24th and uh, Lake, just uh, south of there. Uh, if you don't know, basically what it is, it's just a whole uh, marketplace full of black-owned businesses uh, trying to revamp uh, North O which is great amazing beautiful i love it uh we went down there uh checked out um the homegirl uh shars uh, uh thrift store like new uh like and then new is in you um my wife found a beautiful clutch there and she bought some uh bath bombs down there uh there's a grocery store down there there's a restaurant um there's a, a popcorn uh uh, business down there there's a uh, you got a uh, brother mike he has a uh, shoe customization uh, shop down there let's go down there and support it and uh you know what was crazy i thought since the grocery store was a small grocery store it's gonna be high these prices are very comparable to like your walmart your bakers your high v's and uh your family fairs um amazing there was like you can get a a pack of chicken legs for like a dollar eighty down there so definitely you know uh bananas running the same price as a big ass supermarket chain so i just need people to go down there support it you know uh i don't want to see any of those shops closed down so you know i'm doing my best you know to support these businesses shout them out uh use my dollar there and uh you know because there's so many folks you know they be complaining it you know that the community looks bad and all this other shit but you're running out spending your money with other folks you know you're not circulating your dollar in your community and you got the nerve to complain you know but as soon as you get paid you know you taking your ass uh you know five six miles you know west of where the fuck you live at you know what i'm saying you know driving all over omaha to avoid your own area and buy stuff there so get the fuck up out of here and support your own people and support the businesses in your community and you know what's dope about the uh the uh, village down there is all those businesses their shipping containers that's turned into you know storefronts which is dope dope just amazing great i'm proud of everybody down there and like i said my wife and i'll definitely be back down there uh shopping and supporting you know people down there we love to support small businesses that's one thing that i really do love about my wife she loves to support you know uh small businesses and i, and I, I really do love that about her she's a you know she's a great just great spirit beautiful spirit she's always been for the people and that just makes me you know fall in love with her even more so and uh let's see what else we can put up there on not all heroes wear capes i'm sorry about ranting about loving my wife because i know uh, that's that's toxic masculinity right there i'm sorry guys uh but yeah shout out to uh the golden globe winners uh shout out to atlanta you know for winning best television comedy series that was huge and uh donald glover for uh you know winning 
in his category, Tracy Ellis Ross for Best Actress actress in a Musical or Comedy TV Series. I'm glad she won, but I really wanted uh, Issa Rae to win because I thought she was fucking fire in, uh, you know, in her sitcom uh, Insecure on HBO. Because uh, like I said, my problem with Blackish is I feel like it's trying to explain black folks' actions to white folks. That's my problem with the show Blackish. Like, they, they go out of their way to to basically explain the black experience to white folks like that's that's all the show is that's why i'm just like just let it be that's why i love you know atlanta that's why i love you know insecure because it just it just shows the black experience there's nobody narrating there's nobody defining anything it's just black folks living and doing their thing so but yeah but shout out to tracy ellis ross for winning that shout out to viola davis man if she don't get in oscar you know something is fucking wrong she did an amazing job in fences man just like her and denzel in in this film like you could tell it was a play just how it was shot because it wasn't a whole bunch of cut scenes you know when people are doing dialogue there's a lot of cuts and things like that to try to keep your attention but the dialogue keeps your attention in this film fences and i don't know if i talked about it last week but or a couple weeks ago but it felt like that you were just peeking in on somebody's life and that's what i loved about that movie like this was acting to like the the highest degree of acting like you really felt like you was peeking in on these people's lives and it got so uncomfortable at times that you wanted to turn away but you couldn't and that's what i loved about the film like my wife and i left the theater we was like yo that was deep like we just you just glued to the damn screen and you're just like you want to look like i said there's some parts that's going to make you uncomfortable you just want to look away and you like you just feel this pain there's joy there's laughter there's heartbreak like you just go through this emotional roller coaster with these people and if denzel doesn't get like best director or something he's been robbed but definitely viola like you like denzel you knew it was denzel but with viola you forgot it was viola davis at points at times in the film and you just like yo like yo go see that movie go see it and then shout out to moonlight for winning like i said i guess it's groundbreaking just because the main character is gay like i said it's just a it's just a growing up in the hood tale with a gay nigga that's that's what it is um I feel like it wasn't that groundbreaking. It was beautifully shot, but uh, that was my problem with the film. I thought it was going to be more of it, uh, like a deeper storyline in him just, you know, being gay. It's like, okay, what the fuck else is going to happen? But, you know, like I said, it was just a stereotypical mama was a crackhead. You know, daddy wasn't in the house, so he had an OG drug dealer, you know, look after him and shit like that. I was like, ah, come on. Can we get some depth in these other characters? You know what I'm saying? That was my problem with the film. But, hey, do what you can. Keep the lights on. People love it. Uh, we're living in a in an age of respect my agency, toxic masculinity, masculinity so fragile, yada, yada, yada. So, you know, it's cool. Whatever. And um, I think that's it for Not All Heroes. Uh, wear capes. I, I believe that's it. Yeah, so shout out to those who have their own store down at the Fair Deal Fair Deer fair fair deal village 
God damn, I've been talking so damn long. My, 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 my words are running together. So shout out to everybody down there at the Fair Deal Village. And make sure you guys head down there just south of 24th and Lake. And uh, check out all those businesses down there. They're revamping the uh, the Blue Lion building. That's going to be like an arts building now uh, to help kids out and uh, help people express themselves through art, which is going to be dope. Um, yeah, so go down there and check that out. And a uh, shout out to the winners of, uh, you know, of the Golden Globes. And uh, let's see what Oscar season has. I think uh, I think the Oscars are tired. Of, they think they got kind of shit on with that Oscar so white last year in uh, 2016. So we will see what happens this time. All right. Okay. So moving on to health over wealth. You know what I say. Without your health, you can't enjoy your wealth. So uh, I guess I'll talk about the my trip uh, to Hawaii for my honeymoon and the importance of traveling and just kind of getting out of the um, getting out of the madness of your everyday life, you know, from your job, family, uh, friends, uh, you know, frenemies, allies, you know, the news, uh, social media, just taking a break from all that shit. So, uh, let's see, let's start off with my trip, um, man, I just, I, I wish I was back there, <laughs> you know, it's only Tuesday, uh, but I, I fucking wish I was back there right now, man, like, me and, me and the wife had a blast, boy, and, uh, so we, uh, so my wife's telling me, she's like, yeah, so we flew out United, flew back on Alaska Airlines, so we flying out United, we thinking, because we had to fly to denver first then we went straight from denver to honolulu boy that was a flight almost eight hours boy just whew, that was that was tough boy that was a long ass flight but so we thinking we're like okay so it'll be an on-screen movie because you know usually if a, a flight is over what three hours or something like there's an in-flight movie right nigga wrong so basically what happens now is they have you know little holders in the headrest for you to put your smartphone or your tablet in and you connect to their wi-fi and you watch the movie that way only problem is you're on a plane going 500 plus miles an hour and it's trying to catch a signal from a satellite so the wi-fi is choppy so luckily we downloaded tv shows and uh movies to our phones you know and I, uh, hopefully y'all had a great christmas you know i got my wife an iphone for christmas and she loves it i got her the se uh it has the same power you know as a 6s or whatever and uh but it's you know the size of the five and i man that was a perfect size phone so i'm kind of jealous of my wife's phone because i got a six and uh sprint keep you know sending me text messages and emails telling me that my contract is up and i'm on month to month and that i should you know get a new phone and all this other shit it's like fuck that shit uh you know i'm happy being on the month to month because you know if something comes along a better deal or something like that even though i'm on the old grandfather plan you know hey i'll jump on it maybe go back to punk ass verizon but, but verizon charges you an arm and a leg for data they treat data like uh, how cell phone uh, companies used to treat minutes back in the 80s, you know. But anyway, so, you know, we downloaded some movies and stuff like that and we watching it. And it was cool. And uh, man, but that flight was long, boy. Like our flight to Denver was like an hour, some change. And then our flight to, uh, like I said, Honolulu was almost eight hours. And uh, which was 
the dope thing about it was we were towards the back of the plane and we were on a triple seven Boeing, not a seven thirty seven, a triple seven. So the big ass one, it was a shitload of people. But the further you got back, we were right by the restroom, which was dope. And uh, instead of three to a three to a you know to a section, you know you got three, the aisle three, and then you got the other section, the aisle, you know, and then the three or whatever. And uh, so when but when you got so far back, because it was a triple seven Boeing. Uh, it was two seaters and we were praying i was like oh sweet because we were like in like 48 uh e and f and we're like shit who the fuck sitting in d you know because my wife hates sitting in the middle but um she's a lot smaller than me so you know she had to just bite that bullet <laughs> but yeah so it, and it was only two seats flying out there to hawaii which was so nice so we could get up stretch our legs when we wanted to you know we didn't have to bother anybody else in the couple behind us everybody else behind us was happy too because they were in two seats and they were all coupled up there and then we were like high-fiving each other and shit so that was cool and uh but yeah man we touched down in hawaii and uh so we get there and what like five six o'clock sun is just now setting and stuff we get to the hotel and uh you know we pick up the rental car first and this is funny as fuck so we go we we uh we booked our rental car through thrifty and it was like uh and uh the whole trip was cheap it was cheap by hawaii standards it was only like 3300 bucks for the rental car hotel for a week and for our flight there and back so that's not bad at fucking all and i was telling my wife you know before i get to the rental car story that uh that i know guys growing up who would drop five to six thousand dollars on rims on their on their cars and here we are just paying thirty three hundred dollars you know for an experience of a lifetime in hawaii for a whole week you know and that's and so i just really want my my people to get out that mentality that you can't do anything you know there's so much of a defeatist attitude in the hood but you know you walking around here you know with 200 dollars sneakers on you know what i'm saying and you know five six thousand dollar rims on your car but you up here you know complaining about being in the hood and stuff like that shit you know you take that magic car and drive up out that motherfucker or invest in something and create something for yourself or invest in yourself as far as you know experiences because that's something you can take with you you know them sneakers ain't gonna go shit to you where you know you can be buried in them that's cool but you know i'm a sneaker fiend myself but you know you look at all the hot sneakers that come out over a year you know say there's a, a a pair a year a pair a month that you buy 200 bucks you take that 200 and you times that by 12 what was that 2400 dollars? so you know just kind of look at that you know that's a trip for yourself going somewhere you know what i'm saying and enjoying a new city a new area a new part a new country whatever so but anyway so we get there it's nice and warm boy you get off that plane you know i had on a hoodie and some jeans because you know i'm flying from omaha to denver you know and uh man it was so nice and warm i take my hoodie off you know my bald head start sweating man i was like i like this feeling man it's like the mid 70s and so uh we get the shuttle over to the uh to the car rental place we rented through uh thrifty and uh and because uh, we did a mystery vehicle and it was only like 150 bucks after all the taxes and fees and all this other bullshit so uh we get there and the guy he's trying to upgrade us and this motherfucker looks like the quintessential 
white boy surfer who lives in Hawaii. His face is burnt, skin peeling on his face, got on a Hawaiian shirt, long hair, long blonde hair. Look like he's like fucking 40, 45 years old, but he talks like he's like 20. So it's up, man. Can I help you? <laughs> I'm like, aloha. You know, hey, I'm here to pick up a car for uh, Adrian. And uh, he's like, all right, yeah, I got you right here. And, uh, you know, a mystery vehicle, our choice. And I was like, yeah, 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 that's cool. He's like, yeah, you know, it's usually a compact vehicle, you know, maybe. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's fine. It's just me and my wife. He was like, man, but I can't get you in a Chrysler 300 you know, for an extra $25 a day, and I'm like, nah, I ain't gonna pay an extra $125, you know, on top of the buck fifty that was in the package, you know, deal, he's like, oh man, I can get it down to $20 a day, I'm like, I don't want to spend any more than what I'm paying right now, you know, and uh, he's like, oh man, you sure? I'm about to go the fuck off I'm like motherfucker That's what I'm thinking I'm like nope We'll just take the vehicle He's like Alright I'll tell you what I do man You know I'm not gonna put you in a compact We just got this uh, Hyundai Elantra And it was like a 2017 Hyundai Elantra That motherfucker I looked at the paperwork Finally Hopefully my wife is listening Yeah it only had It only had like 33 miles on it but uh yeah and so brand new free upgrade so we drive that off the lot but before i go you know inspect the car i'm like man do you know where our hotel is you know i was trying to find a quick way to get there it was 410 atkinson drive it was the ala moana hotel and he's like nah bro i can't tell you i'm like how the fuck you work at a rental car place living on this small ass island and you can't tell me the best way to get to 410 atkinson drive i was like man this motherfucker can eat a dick but anyway so we find our hotel and what's dope our hotel is right downtown it's not in Waikiki. Waikiki is where all these beautiful resorts are and hotels are at and all these high-end stores like gucci prada uh louis vuitton uh, just every high-end store you can think of polo um let's see what else uh herschel um mark jacobs just all these high-end stores so we're not there we're downtown we're a little bit west of there and um so in our hotel is connected to the mall by a skywalk which is fucking dope and then was dope even more dope there was a starbucks right downstairs and my wife loved it had her coffee every single morning so i didn't have to deal with the crabby wife you know drinking hotel coffee so that was amazing so thank you a la moana hotel uh great service great staff there um and uh Man, it's, it's a bunch of Japanese people there, which, you know, Japan is only like an eight-hour flight away, you know, eight-hour flight east for them, you know what I'm saying, or, uh, yeah, yeah, so if they fly that way, yeah, yeah, heading back when it circles around, whatever, and, uh, and I was reading about how the Japanese got to, uh, Hawaii, and it was basically, uh, King Kamehameha, uh, basically went over there to get, uh people to work for them you know on those plantations like those pineapple plantations and promised them you know they have voter rights and all this other shit which never happened and so that's when japan really started beefing with them and all this other shit and uh you know hawaii was basically saying that japan is just like china when their people relocate the government still controls them but the people in in the J japanese people in hawaii was like no that's some bullshit and so the japanese government was with the shits and they was ready to go to war and they started conquering you know like russia and china and shit like that and then that's when you had later on you know they start smelling themselves and that's when they attacked pearl harbor you know during uh, world war ii when uh you know when the, the u.s was so neutral in the war you know they didn't really want no parts of either side they probably were selling arms to both sides but you know i'm, 
talking too much. But anyway, what's funny about the Japanese in uh, Hawaii is they're such hype beasts. Like the, the Japanese boys, like I would say from like, you know, teens to like mid 30s, they all dress like Kanye West. Like I've seen so many pairs of Yeezys, skinny jeans or joggers and like sweatshirts, baggy ass sweatshirts or big ass tall tees with holes in them. They all dress the same. They just had on a different pair of Yeezys. There's even a guy who worked in the Marc Jacobs store that was, uh, I think he was Japanese, or he could have been like Chinese or Korean. I'm sorry, Japanese or Korean. But he had on a, a big ass baggy t-shirt, skinny ass jeans, and a pair of uh, 350 supplies, you know? And, uh, and even the older Japanese men, they dress like your favorite rappers too like at the mall that was attached to us they had the same high-end stores like coach uh burberry prada gucci all this other stuff and these old japanese dudes would be in there with their wise wise have a full you know louis vuitton uh handbag and the the old dude would be dressed like fucking two chains like I, you know if y'all go to two chains uh instagram you will uh you will basically see how the Japanese men were dressed. Like they had on like like Louis Vuitton polos, Hermes belt, Gucci loafers and shit. Fucking hilarious. Just fucking hilarious. Um But anyway, uh, you know, the local there's a lot of homeless folks on that island too, which was kind of sad because you got all these folks like living it up and coming there for vacation spot and then you know you go down to Waikiki which is the tourist attraction and you just see all you see the beautiful beaches and stuff and then all of a sudden you see a bunch of homeless folks and you're like god damn but you know it's perfect weather to be homeless I guess you know even though the rain you have to deal with the rain it's warm rain you know and you can find shelter somewhere you know there's different uh, parks and stuff like that but a lot of homelessness I was watching on the tv there when i got back to the hotel one night and uh they were talking about one in five hawaiians had to use the food bank last year i was like that's fucked up like, that's really fucked up one in five people used the food bank last year in 2016 and they were talking about how the kids are suffering in the schools because they're not air conditioned and it's so fucking hot and so uh a person i forgot the guy's name he basically uh filed a suit on behalf of the students and you know the i think it was the city council or something you know ruled that he couldn't do that because the students don't have really any constitutional rights because they're not 18 you know it'd have to be like the teachers do it or something like that so you had homelessness running rampant there um but the people were so kind so gentle and uh just just a great group of folks and uh what's crazy about the island you know you hop on the interstate you know to get everywhere you're just driving in a big ass circle this is an island and so you don't you can't drive over 55 but you know my black ass was doing like 65 70 you know weaving in and out that traffic like i was fucking jermaine dupree in the money ain't a thing video and uh you know it was you know even in the downtown traffic it wasn't bad you know if you got cut off by somebody you knew they were a tourist you know the locals you know you turn your signal on they're gonna let you get in it's just like the midwest you know well just like nebraska and iowa and uh kansas not missouri missouri them niggas drive crazy but 
it's just like, you know, you turn your signal on, somebody's going to let you get in and things like that. So it made maneuvering through the city very easy, you know, if you got in the wrong lane or something like that. And uh, there's just so much to do. And we did every damn thing you could do. We did went up to the North Shore. That was dope. Uh, you know, up there by Turtle Beach. We checked out, like, the, the main thing that was dope there is the Korean barbecue that the asian fusion food was delicious uh hawaiians love shrimp pork fish and donuts so i was in heaven i ain't gonna lie i was in heaven but uh there was a food truck called big wave shrimp that was delicious that guy fieri you know featured on his show and uh man that was just delicious boy like uh like you got like uh, a dozen shrimp couple scoops of sticky rice and some and a salad that was really good then there was this place that everybody was raving about called giovanni's it's a food truck so you go up to the north shore there's all these shops along the uh along the road like uh patagonia um there's uh just all kind of different little small shops uh natural soap shops and stuff like that then you just come across this parking lot that's just full of fucking food trucks and they're serving either shrimp or different variations of shrimp and then uh, like shaved ice so we tried giovanni's you know people were like oh this is the greatest shrimp ever nigga i got the spicy shrimp and it it had underlined no refunds for the spicy shrimp how spicy can this shit get motherfucker this shrimp was spicy as fuck it was just i felt like i was just down in a whole uh bottle of like cayenne pepper and hot sauce and they overcooked the shrimp the shrimp it's decent but i will fuck with big wave over giovanni's because giovanni's they just the shrimp was rubbery and uh man that that spicy it was I ain't never ate nothing like that. Like, my tongue went numb after, like, two shrimp. Like, you got a dozen shrimp and some rice. And uh, and I was like, and after that third one, like, I just stopped. Like, my tongue just stopped tasting anything. It was like I seared off, like, a layer of my tongue eating that shit. And I'm sweating, crying. Like, I like my food spicy, but I ain't never in my life. It was like I was eating an open flame just wild crazy bananas but uh yeah um and then there was a korean barbecue spot downtown by our hotel uh called triple a something and uh and it was uh it was it was a korean barbecue and uh they had pork chops on them so i was like let me try these pork chops see what they hitting for nigga these pork chops taste just like the pork chops my mama used to fry up boy i was like nigga what the fuck did like what what why why haven't i moved here yet but it's a spot it's called triple a uh barbecue and these koreans run it and then uh i went back a couple days later because i was missing them pork chops and it comes with like sticky rice and uh and these like shrimp spring rolls or whatever these fried spring rolls and uh and they and they got barbecue chicken so they they love chicken thighs Uh, you know the hawaiians love it so they barbecue chicken thighs and man just that that pork chop and chicken thighs like i could have ate that all week and i would have been gucci like all week just amazing uh i I sound like donald trump but anyways uh, we hiked at diamond head uh, that was like a mile and a half uh, for the whole hike, and you're just going uphill. Just it's this huge like crater, and you overlooking uh, you're overlooking the whole island of Oahu, and it's oh man, it was it just blew me the fuck away. 
And then, uh, let's see what else. Man, we did so much, man. So much. But uh, there was also uh, something, a scandal going on, too, that uh, was all over the local news about the police chief uh, being forced to retire and leave. And uh, and I finally looked it up. And what it was, uh, the police chief of Honolulu, I thought it was for, like, you know, them beating the shit out of people. But the cops, they're like teddy bears over there. Um, they, uh, the police chief, his wife, had a whole bunch of money, uh, like, family inheritance. But it was between her and her uncle, like, a huge amount of money. So the police chief and his wife, they framed the uncle so she could win a civil suit, you know, to get all that money, that inheritance money you know that was being held you know i think i guess it was going to be split between both of them or something like that and uh so she framed him and the and the 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 police chief had some officers help frame him so she could win the trial yeah i'm like that's fucked up that is some deep shit but uh anyways uh you know i want y'all to you know that's just a little bit of the story you know of me traveling you know to hawaii with my wife you know for our honeymoon and um you know it it really i wasn't mad at dropping that money you know for the trip because it was well worth it uh we worked so hard uh, we're saving up for a house we've been very very frugal and just to you know kind of kind of splurge a little bit on ourselves it, it felt beautiful it felt amazing and just to share that experience with somebody you love sharing a new experience with somebody you love is a feeling that you know it's a feeling that i really can't describe it's 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 amazing and uh man we just had a blast and you know lord willing you know i I really would like to make that a habit you know just going new places with my wife you know after we get this house you know coming up in the next few months um i really just want to do that you know i just want to travel with my wife um and just experience new things with her but it, it really just gives you a perspective on life you get so wrapped up in your own little world that you you forget how big the actual world is so i just want my listeners to travel you know uh travel uh sit down and talk to somebody that don't look like you you know um just just have a share a laugh with somebody that doesn't that don't look like you you know say hello to a stranger brighten up their day you know and making them happy will make you happy and just go through something different you know stop doing what you always do because you do what you always do you always gonna get the same damn results so step out there take some risk and just fucking enjoy yourself man just fucking enjoy yourself and live your life you know we getting all wrapped up you know you get to reading too many news stories watching the news too much and you you swear everybody and their mama out to kill you you know what i'm saying so just get out there live um, uh you know and love your neighbor uh but don't take no bullshit from nobody either don't don't pull that turn the other cheek shit you know it's always an eye for an eye you know but still you know love folks and uh love and live that's all i'm gonna say and uh you know i'll see y'all next week uh, much love and respect i gave y'all a very long show there's a lot to talk about a lot i needed to rant about but i will be right back and uh you know what it's just been breaking news that uh dylan roof has been sentenced to death and uh you know god is good we serve a a, a great god an almighty god and uh you know may that man burn in hell you know i i don't i don't feel any sympathy for that man none at all you know hopefully they you know put him in the gas chamber and i hope he dies slow 
uh, this man was ill and he wanted to incite some kind of race war and all this other shit and uh it's not gonna happen buddy you know uh you, you he thought he had more power than he actually did so you know the jurors made the right decision and uh you know what like i said folks keep fighting a good fight uh keep looking out for your people and uh keep loving each other and i will see y'all next week one
And I come from the jungle I'm like Peter, I ride for my animals You dig? <laughs> Not get money or get the fuck So much ice, I need to stick with the puck And if the work ain't big enough I could whip it up Watch me whip it up Because my whip game proper Whip game proper You know my whip game proper Whip proper You know my whip game proper Whip game proper You know my whip game proper You know my whip game proper